You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. I have been talking to you all about my incredible sisterhood that I am a part of. We have weekly calls and it has been so transformative for me. And it is one of the things in my life I am honestly the most grateful for is to be able to sit in a circle of women without an agenda and feel so seen and so heard. And when you're going through hard things in life, when you have things to celebrate and everything in between, having women you can really rely on and people who don't ask anything of you and show up in unconditional love. It is a really, really special thing. And I didn't have that for most of my life. And it is not something I take for granted now. And today's guest is in that sisterhood. Elise Falzone is someone I really admire and respect and have had the opportunity to speak with and work with and just be in her energy. She is so damn special. So, so special. So I'm so excited for you all to learn from her. She's an intuitive, she does energy healing, but she is just fucking tapped in, let me tell you. And this episode is so cool because it was really just a conversation around what's possible. And I loved connecting with her around so many different things. We talk about activating DNA and our source connection, reawakening the mysteries in our lives, corruption and light. Um, raising woke children. She is a mama, so she gives our pers- her perspective on that. What is truth? Truth is thrown around so much, and I finally decided I need to ask somebody, what is truth? What does it even mean, and how do we, how do we view it? How do we perceive it? Um, she talks about what do you want to see and live and breathe, choosing a different lens through which to experience your life, freeing ourselves of suffering and channeling and discernment and everything in between. So, so excited for you to meet Elise, work with Elise and just be around her. She is so wise, has that beautiful mama energy. I just love her so much. All right, here she is. So you were just talking about how fast everything is moving right now. Katie and I were talking about that on the sisterhood call right now. Wow. I can't even talk. Sisterhood call last night. and. We were talking about, I had this experience Saturday where my quote unquote truth Saturday morning completely took a 180 by Saturday evening. And this moon has been so intense. I told the girls, I said, I've had, I've been on a full moon for nine days. (laughs) And then Katie was like, I've been on one for a month, (laughs) but the energy has just been like, you can literally slice through it. You can feel it. It is so strong and so powerful. And it feels like we're being catapulted forward in a million timelines on all the dimensions in the new earth that you were talking about. So I want to know what your experience with this fast moving energy has been like. Mm. So many opportunities to answer that question wrapped up in that question. (laughs) Um, It's moving fast as we can all feel it. Like we are empathic beings. We can feel it. And so it's like for anyone who is not listening or trying to ignore the feeling, ooh, it's a rough ride. Like I personally even just have been feeling 
the quickness of everything, right? Like getting some amazing things happening in our business. And I could feel my body saying, you need some rest. You need some rest. You need some rest. I was like, I know, I know just like two more days and I'll get you the rest. Like just hang in there with me two more days. And it was like, Oh fuck. Yesterday I literally canceled my clients, took a mental health day, emotional health day, physical health day. And was like, okay, body. I'm listening. Like, I really, really am listening. We can't get away with not listening anymore. And that, that is really what is happening in the quickness is that there's no delay any longer. Like we cannot hold our intuition off like we used to. We used to be able to ignore it And we'd like get the message in a different way or like a year later, it's like, okay, you said you wanted to leave your job. Now, like the job is ending or you're getting fired. Now it's like simultaneously occurring. The manifestation is quicker. The way the messages are coming in quicker. And we have to listen if we don't pay attention. And I say, listen, I hear my messages. Some of you may see them. Some of you may feel them. I mean, I have a plethora of gifts, which is really beautiful, but this is the time to tune into those gifts because if we don't, it's just going to be a really, really bumpy ride. It's like you can be on this cosmic firework or you can be on like the little mini explosion that happens on the ground and you're like struggling or like creates the fire, right? It's like you can create the destruction or you can be in the cosmic love frequencies that is literally changing this planet. So why right now? It's a great question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, oh, there is a lot occurring right now. We are at a place in human potential that we actually can change what's been occurring. This suffering, the silencing, this being afraid to speak our truth, whatever version of that is for each of us, it's happened many, many, many times through history. And it's just been growing and growing and growing. I mean, we, there was a time where we actually did have our full DNA activation and through understanding that we as beings have these mystical connections and this source energy within us that power was taken to a place that didn't serve and a place that became corrupted power. And so inside of that corrupted power, we've been living through all these years. And really the whole journey is to reawaken this, these mysteries, reawaken this cosmic law. And so we're here now because that's how it was said it was going to be like at some point in time. And so as we're awakening, the corruption is, the corruption is coming faster and stronger. The light is coming faster and stronger. And so the yin and the yang are showing themselves brighter and brighter. It's like, we're expanding this way. We're expanding and expanding and expanding. And as we're expanding, we really are creating these two worlds Mm. And inside of these two worlds, the light frequency on the Schumann's resonance, for those of you who have never taken a look at that, take a look at it. You can see when the light frequency, the energy, everything is energy. So the energy, literally the energy that is coming into our planet at this time 
is bigger than ever before. And so our bodies are having to receive it, integrate it, embody it, and anything that isn't aligned with that highest light frequency, it's coming to the surface real quick. (laughs) I just had this thought, and I've never asked this question before, and maybe you don't have an answer. Mm, I'll be with it regardless. I'm so curious. For you and me, for people who are woke, we like to think of it, for people who have awareness, for people who are on this path, your experience of this time can be a lot of things, but we're feeling energy and we're, it's moving quickly and we're transforming and we're transmuting and our abilities are kicking in and like we're questioning everything and this knowing is popping in and all this stuff, right, that we talk about. For people who are not on the path, what is happening right now? Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of density. There's a lot of fear, 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 fear. We could label fear a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest one, though, that I think is the most present and even present for those that are woke. I think, you know, we 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 are in this area and I'm I don't even want to say time because time you really break it down time is irrelevant but we're in this like era of going in and out right it's like some of our friends and family are still in that 3d density some of our friends and family are in the 5d and so we're we're kind of doing this navigation and we're also choosing in at different times and the tap-ins to that 3D energy, the fear around death is rising. And I think that's the biggest fear that's coming to the surface. And the invitation of the bridge to the 5D is understanding that death is a beautiful thing and death doesn't actually exist in our soul evolution, in our soul eternity. And so when we can release the fear of death or transmute it or, you know, step away from it and walk around to the other side and see the other side, you can see that a lot of things around you will shift and a lot of things around you will change because the attachment to whatever it is, the attachment to the job, the attachment to the relationship, the attachment to being well or not being well in your physical body. All of these attachments really, I think, come back to the root of the fear of death. Mm. Wow. Okay, so that makes me want to ask you or talk about, so I don't have a fear of dying. I... I've wanted to die for a lot of my life. I was very suicidal starting at 12. And so death to me isn't like scary. Death is freedom. What's scary to me is being alive. Mm -hmm. So I am totally with you on everything you said. And it's like on top of that is the layer of the fear of living. Yeah. Because this life can be so challenging for so many people. Yes. 
such a great point. And spirits, they're like knocking on the back of my head. They're like, yep, but it comes back. It actually loops back to the fear of death Mm. because I get where you're coming from. Like, I understand like, you're like, yeah, I can be free. Like I don't actually have to be tied to this earth. And when there's no fear of the death piece, when you understand that the soul is moving, you can also then integrate the understanding that you don't have to be afraid to live. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people right now afraid to live. I mean, I, I hop in and out of that sometimes. I'm like, oh, shit, that's happening. How is that happening? Nope, back into my meditation, back into my thing, right? But that fear, that fear element, it really does come back to like, if I'm afraid to go out of my house because of the virus, or I'm afraid that the military is going to do something, or I'm afraid of um, the vax conversation, or I'm afraid of like, what, I mean, there's so many things that people could be afraid of right now. And if I'm afraid of those, then I'm afraid of living. And if I'm afraid of those, then I'm afraid of them because I don't want to die because of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like this cycle that it's actually really tricky. It's like your mind is tricking you that you're afraid to live, but actually you're more afraid to die. Mm. Because if you weren't, then you would say, I'm a sovereign being. I'm fully and holy me. And I'm going to walk out with my belief and feel really confident and beautiful in it and know that everybody's going to be okay and know that everything's going to be okay and know that I am living my truth and I'm living my journey. And so will everyone else around me. There's an element of trust and an element of faith around your sovereign being. Mm-hmm. Mm. When you talk about sovereignty, for me, it feels like a trust and knowing of self. And I, I go in and out. I mean, I just came out of severe codependency and like death grip on Connor for survival, dealing with all the things that happened with my family over the last year. I, and I really felt like I have to hold on to him tightly because I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then I finally had the realization of like, oh, I can let go. I'm like, I'm safe again. I'm good. I've done the thing. Okay, breathe. Sovereignty. That's where I felt like I released that need to trust someone else to save me and that I was okay again. And so when we talk about sovereignty, the idea of trust comes in and So many of us learn from a young age to give our trust and power away because we're supposed to do what we're told and be good little girls and boys. And so then as adults, we are unpacking that and oftentimes don't even know where to begin. So when you talk about sovereignty and that internal knowing, what does that look and feel like? Hmm. To me, it's... It is a deep knowing. It is a knowing of self. It is, it's also the willingness to remove yourself from a situation when it's not your truth. It's the willingness to speak up with your voice when something isn't aligned. And I'm not saying be like rude or be a bitch and or maybe that's necessary at times, 
but it's like, hey, this conversation that's occurring or this TV show that's on right now isn't aligned with my full being. So we have two choices here. I can remove myself and go to a different room or you can turn it off and we can sit here and connect. Um, the faith and the trust piece, again, when you practice listening, when you practice seeing, taking action on, coming into communion with your intuition over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over there is an inner confidence that really, it, it just burns. It burns like a beautiful candlelight that always guides your way. And when you have that, there's this um, kind of like a, a subtle peacefulness, regardless of what's occurring, no matter how intense or horrible or sad or, you know, whatever the circumstances are, there's like, you know, that the coming home is inside of yourself. And that it may take a moment or a day or month, but you know, there's a deep knowing that that inner home is within you. And I want to say something else about the whole like raising kids thing, because, you know, I'm in that right now. And I would say about, I don't know, maybe like six months ago, I was like, holy shit, no wonder we grow up with trust issues. Like I say something or I'm parenting in one way. My husband is parenting in another way. I mean, we have a beautiful relationship and we, you know, we, we come together with everything, but there are times where it's like, yeah, dude, you can go do that. And, you know, my husband's like, no, you can't go do that. And it's like, oh, contradiction. Mm -hmm. What do we do? My four and a half year old has started to call us out on it. <laughs> That's how brilliant these children are coming in. He's like, yep. I don't get it. You told me this, dad told me this, and I don't understand. How is this possible? And what does this mean for me? Wow. And it's like, oh, let me have a seat. Let me think about this. And so it's like, I've started to share with them, like everybody has their own opinion. Some people act out of alignment. Some people are in alignment. And so I'm teaching my children heart discernment. And how do you go into your heart and discern whether someone is, is, is in alignment or not, really? And how does that feel to them? And what if, mommy or, agree. what if mommy or daddy are out of alignment with the four and a half year old? Well, we, I'm not even joking. We've been having conversations like, hey, got it, clear. You're asking me to play on your tablet. I'm telling you no. And they're sitting here watching me scroll on my phone. Uh -huh. It's out of alignment. So again, like going back to the conversation about how quick things are happening. Like we can't mess around. So now Cameron and I, my husband, we're like, okay, well, I guess if we, even though we're checking into work things, a lot of times, like they don't quite understand that like our our phones aren't just play for us, you know, but it's like, okay, they're, they're watching the behavior. So if we need to go check something work-wise now, it's like, we got to go into the other room, close the door, do what we need to do, seal that space, then come back out and be present with them. It's a whole different understanding. And no wonder 
we don't know who to trust. Mm -hmm. We were told we, you know, our generation and, and anybody before us, you're told, listen, listen to the adult, listen to the parent. And we're teaching our children. Yes, you get to listen. And if you have a question, you ask them, you ask them if it doesn't sit right with you. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to do that. Or can you tell me why we're doing that? I want a deeper understanding. It's like empowering, empowering them. And not raising robots. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're not robots and we certainly didn't come here to be robots. I want to talk about truth. Hmm. I've been having this conversation on the show over and over and I don't know where I sit with it. I, I had this uh, program called her truth last year, I think. And it was always, it, it was all about coming back to yourself and your truth and your knowing. And what I notice in myself and my experience is that, like I said, Saturday morning, I had one truth. And then Saturday evening, 180 of a truth. I'm like, okay. So now I have more context and I had an experience that changed my mind and allowed me to see through a new lens, new perspective. So truth gets thrown around a lot in our world. So I want to know what is your perspective on truth and what does it mean for you? Yeah. Everything you can imagine is real. And that's, that's the interesting thing about truth is that everything is real if we choose it to be. That's how we created this universe. That's how we created this space is all of our co-collective thoughts showing up, right? Something that we enjoy, colors that we like to wear, um, expressions of our truth. I mean, there's there's a lot of levels and a lot of layers to this because you could look at astrology or human design or all the different things that show us like our own unique patterning, right? We are very unique individuals who came in. And so there, there's that, like each of us have a truth because it's our own individual truth. Um, I do believe, and this has just been my personal experience, the more we become witness to, the more we go within, the more that we welcome in source, loving, divine, Christ consciousness energy, however you relate to that, the more we welcome that in, the more expansive our truth becomes. So my truth two years ago is one thing, but my truth now is different based on my experience, based on the inner work that I've been doing. And because going back to this like cosmic firework of a ride that we're on, because everything's happening so fast, the truth, my truth from last week or the week before is even different from two weeks ago and not different, good or bad, not different, right or wrong, just more expanded. Um, the way that I've always explained, you know, I, I get a lot of questions in, in this field, you know, being an intuitive healer and, and working a lot with like the mysteries, right. And the, like, what, what is unseen. 
I really get the question a lot around religion and like, how does it fit into everything? And I think the explanation of, of truth ties into how I explain the religion piece. I'm like, whatever your religion is or whatever your practice has been, it's like, that is one snapshot and spirituality or, you know, uh, higher consciousness or source energy is the like panoramic view of that snapshot. And so what you're doing is the curtains keep opening and then the curtains keep opening. And then maybe they open to something that triggers you. Like, how can that be a truth? And so you might shut the curtain a little bit more until you do that inner work to arrive at where does that, that truth that you learned or that you were, you know, channeled or journaled about. It's like, okay, I can open that curtain again. And so it really is like the curtains just keep unfolding and opening bigger and bigger as your own experience in this cosmic expression of who we are continues to open and expand. Just want to take a brief pause in this conversation with Elise to talk about how I am nourishing myself. So really great news, everyone. Harmony is back. Organifi is just too beloved. And so they run out of things. And thank goodness Harmony is back because I think a lot of us are experiencing hormone issues for a multitude of reasons right now, whether it's stress, anxiety, uh, things happening within the environment, all of that. And it's so important. If you don't know this already, let me just remind you hormones are everything. And when they are out of whack, your life fucking sucks. <laughs> I can attest to this. Mine were out of out of whack for about 15 plus years. And I have moments where stress and anxiety take over and my cortisol and adrenals crash and all the things are going on. And so I know that my hormones are not operating optimally. So I really try and do everything I can to take care of myself from supplementation to the food I'm eating, to my sleep, to regulating my system. And I love Harmony from Organifi because it's just an easy way for me to take care of myself. It's not something I really have to think about like, oh, okay, I need to take this pillar. I need to go do this thing. It's just a part of my routine. I make it for myself. It's a delicious cacao and chocolate superfood blend. And it helps PMS symptoms like bloating and fatigue and mood swings, which I've never had a mood swing. So don't know about that. Just kidding. Um, And it also helps promote better balanced hormones every single day. So just blend it up, add some coconut butter. Maybe you put some stevia in there, whatever tastes good to you. I love it hot. It's like hot chocolate. Um, And it's just so, so supportive for your system. So if you go to Organifi.com, you can use the code Kelly T and get 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com. Use code Kelly T. <sighs> I also want to tell you about something else that I like to drink because it just tastes so good. I have problems. I mean, we all have problems. Let's be serious. But I have problems when it comes to hydration and living in Colorado just kicks my ass on a regular basis. And we actually went to Moab this last weekend in Utah. And just a brief pause on that. If you've never been to Moab, please go spend three or four days, camp, soak it in, just do all the things. The national parks are unbelievable. Connor and I went off-roading. 
We went to all the places where no one was, which was so cool. And if you have questions about where to go, DM me because I have some recommendations for you because Connor was an amazing travel guide. Um, but it was hot as balls and I wanted to make sure that I was drinking water and I like to have water that tastes like something. So element is a great little addition to my water consumption. Um, but it's so great if you're someone who fasts, I like to fast. We don't always eat breakfast in this house. So we'll wait until lunchtime to have our first meal. It's so good if you're fasting. Uh, if you get a lot of carb cravings or sugar cravings, also so helpful for that. So it helps with relieving cramps, headaches, tiredness, dizziness, uh, relieves hunger cravings, all of those things. And they don't put a bunch of crap in it. I'm so tired of companies making stuff and they're like, this is so good for you. And then you read the label and you're like, this is full of shit. Why would I drink this? Yeah, that's not happening with Element. That's why we absolutely love them. And let me tell you something. They have watermelon flavor now. I know it sounds kind of weird. I was really hesitant and then I drank it and then I couldn't stop. <laughs> it is a huge favorite in this house. So if you want to get your hands on some, uh, some watermelon Element, I really recommend that. But if you want to try it out and try a bunch of different flavors, we have a great code for you to get an eight pack sampler of Element. And all you have to pay is five bucks for shipping in the U.S. So go to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash Kelly T. You will get the eight pack sampler for just five dollars. I'm telling you, this is a game changer. Don't miss out. Can you repeat what you said at the beginning about everything being real? Everything is real if we make it real. Yeah, so I... I think it's a quote and I don't know who said it. It's on my journal. I love it. It's really mm -hmm. funny, funny, not funny. Um, I was like, put your journal by you. You're going to use this quote somewhere in this interview. Well, here we are. So of course, here we are. It says everything you can imagine is real. And I mean, think about it. That's how manifestation works. Mm -hmm. That's how we manifest. We believe it in our bodies. We visualize it. We speak it as truth, right? That's a truth before it's truth. Or it's kind of like, did the chicken or the egg come first? It's like, it's truth before it's truth. And yet the only reason why it's coming through us or wanting to be manifested is because it already exists. It's already in our field. It's already in our awareness. So it's, again, we're kind of talking about all these cycles that you know, like fear of life, fear of death, manifesting or already here. Like it, it's all cyclical. It's, it's, it's the infinity symbol. That's how we live within that infinity symbol. I am with you. And what I want to ask about this is I often have those moments where I'm like, but what even is real? Like Connor and I have these talks about, are we living in a simulation? Have you ever seen Black yes. Mirror? No, but I mean, all of the, I can't even think of the movies right now, like where they have to, like the maze or the maze runner and like all of these things where like people are just like watching us. I know, I know it's super trippy. It's super trippy. But do you believe, like, what, what do you feel about that? Maybe not even believe, but what do you feel? Cause to me, I'm like, yeah, that's a possibility. I could see that, like, especially after all the things that have happened in the last year, there's literally nothing that would surprise me. Connor tells me stuff that I think I should be shocked about. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, fuck, that's scary that I'm like, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, I mean, mm, this one's really, this is really deep. And I, I also just want to recognize and address that this is also a really personal question and answer. So for those of you listening, like actually take a moment with this because this this one can can send you down the rabbit hole. It can also free you. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it's the the yin and the yang. Um, yeah, I mean, there are times I'm like, oh shit, like we're literally just running in a hamster wheel and we're on display for whoever to see us, like whoever, whatever, <laughs> extraterrestrial, like government, like I, whatever, right? So in that respect, again, the fear creeps in with that. And so when the fear creeps in, I know for my own being that that's not truth. Mm-hmm. Now for your, you know, each of you get to decide and we have free will. That's the other piece of this is that we have free will. So I know of many different experiences and we've seen many different experiences that people have been having over this past year, over this past year and a half. And it really is this, like, what do you want to see? What do you want to see in your reality? Mm. What do you want to live? What do you want to breathe? Do you want to breathe fresh, clean air? Then so it is. Do you want to feel safe walking outside? Then so it is. Now we have to uncover some of that, you know, why do we mistrust that? And, you know, what am I willing to release and let go of in order to receive these things? I understand that this whole conversation seems, I mean, it's very esoteric, right? It's like not always tangible. And what is one thing that you can do today? Like what? Look at your space, like actually look around your physical space. What do you no longer want in your physical space? Remove that today. Remove the microwave. You know, like that was something my husband was like, we cannot do microwaves anymore. I'm like, I know, but it's so easy. But the frequency that is emitted from it is like so terrible for your system. And so even though I knew that, I didn't, I didn't want to like let go of that in my truth, you know, a couple of years ago. And finally, he was like, it's done. It's gone. Like, that's what's happening is we're drawing a line in the sand around what we're willing to have in our energy and what we're willing to have in our space. And the more that we create our own bubble, which then invites in more of what we desire, more people that we want to be with more uh, jobs or, you know, creations that we want to create, more intimacy, more, more, more of whatever we desire, because you simply said, this is what I desire to be real. And so it is. So I get tripped up sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. But then I sit down and I meditate and I journal. And so quickly, there's so much grace, there's so much reassurance, there's so much support and love present. And so in that, it's like, okay, I get to keep doing me. I get to keep anchoring love. I get to keep opening my heart. I get to keep teaching and sharing and holding space for others to open their hearts that they can see the beauty 
Because when our heart is blocked, we can't see the beauty. You can look in the world and be like, our world is a fucking piece of shit right now. But you sit, you breathe, you meditate, you actually connect to, to your God within. It's like, oh my gosh, this is the most exciting time to ever be alive. Like it brings me to my knees in tears. But if I'm not always in that space, I'm kind of crying on the other end, like what's going to happen? Somebody help us, you know? Mm -hmm. I had this experience this weekend. that was a huge shift for me. I was seeing like losing my relationship with my dad. I was viewing it through the lens of abandonment. And so the story I kept telling myself was like, I've been abandoned. I wasn't chosen. I'm not good enough. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to be left. And then all of a sudden something clicked in me and it was like, what if I saw this through another lens that he's on his path? I'm on my path. He needed this to happen for him to have this experience and for his own learning. And it's not a reflection of me being bad or not good enough in any way. I get to learn lessons from this too, but it's, I was only seeing it through the lens of abandonment and making it about me and something I did. I was like, well, if I shift this, then I can release it and it no longer has this hold on me and makes me feel bad and puts me into suffering. I was choosing to view things through a lens that caused me suffering. And as soon as I switched the lens that I saw it through, I was like, oh, everything's okay. Yeah. This has been eating me alive for four months. Yeah. And it can happen that quickly. Yes. And for someone who hasn't ever experienced that like shift moment, you know, as humans in the past, in the old paradigm, we really liked the suffering. And part of this choice point right now into this new earth energy, into these beautiful frequencies is actually choosing to leave the suffering behind. And that can be really difficult because the human question of how, well, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? It's really choosing to, it really is. It's choosing to say, okay, I'm going to walk around to the other side of this and look at it differently. Look at it from a third party perspective. I always say that like bird's eye view, like Mm -hmm. literally you can close your eyes and you can pull yourself up. And all of a sudden we can see, again, it's kind of like that, like panoramic view. You all of a sudden can see this, you know, panoramic view and you can see past the peripheral of what's been occurring and say, I I choose, this is where the sovereignty piece comes into. I choose to be sovereign in this and I choose to love this person. I choose to let go and I choose to free myself. And it can be hard and it can also be very easy. Why are we so scared to free ourselves of suffering? (laughs) Because we don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Really. It's like, because if you're not complaining and you're not whining and you're not suffering, what what are we going to do? Like, that's really where the work, I, I, don't, I don't like saying the work anymore, like the spiritual work. It's like, that's where the play begins. We were taught, 
again, at a very young age, don't play. Don't do that. Don't spill the milk. Don't color outside the lines. Like we were taught not to play. And so one of the hardest things for someone who is, I mean, even for me, right? I'll, I'll use my own personal example. When I was first coming into my own awakening, I could not sit in a meditation for three minutes. Three minutes. I was a massage therapist at the time. We would like anytime we would have our like uh, meetings, like our spa meetings, we would sit in meditation for three minutes. I was pissed every time I couldn't do it. Why couldn't I do it? Well, I wasn't willing to do nothing. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant to just be with myself. And it was really difficult. And that, that to me was like a really big reflection of like, whoa, something is going on here that I really get to discover. And I really get to look at that. I can't even sit still for three minutes. So that we continue the suffering because it's something to do. We're comfortable with that doing. And we we are, we are very quickly moving into the place of the being, right? People talk about that all the time, being versus doing, but really the being is creating space, being willing to sit outside and listen to the birds, to not have to check a box. That is, is quite possibly the biggest undoing from the old paradigm is learning how to be present. And being in quiet and the nothingness elicits a sense of feeling out of control and the unknown of what can come up. And then how do I get out of that? Mm. I think one of the things I hear and see a lot in this space is, well, if I go there and then I start crying or I feel something or see something that I didn't necessarily want to, how do I ever get out of that? Mm-hmm. We, we believe that we're going to get stuck in it. Like it's this vortex of pain and sadness mm-hmm. and reality that we have not been willing to go to. And so then we're going to get stuck there. And there's never going to be joy and happiness and freedom because it's just going to be fucked up stuff that happened in our lives that we now are sitting with. So how do we allow ourselves to go there while also trusting that we will see what we are meant to see and we can come out of that and be in the light and the knowing and all of that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this up. It's a really important piece of this journey. The biggest thing I would say is like right now, while you're listening to this, I mean, as long as you're not driving, (laughs) but right, like get your journal out and write like, who in my life can I be honest with? And see if there's somebody there, there may not be somebody like I know for me, like I've got a, a few, a handful of people that I can really like go there with um, and that know even what it means to like hold space for me in that. Um, but just ask yourself, that's a really good question to ask yourself first and foremost, just to kind of know that if and when you get to a place where the tears are coming and you need to be reminded of how beautiful and how radiant, how amazing you are, like 
Who is that person that's going to remind you of that? Secondly, like, hi, be in Kelly's community, be in my community, like be, be in a community that is having these conversations, be in a community that knows how to, how to cradle you, be in a community that you can say, Hey, been crying for three days, would love a conversation or lift me up, you know, pick me up. Um, I would also say like, make your, um, make your spiritual toolkit so that, you know, when you go into those spaces, like, okay, I have this meditation. I have this guided affirmation sequence. I have this person to reach out to. And you have that, you have it that you can use when you enter those spaces. Um, It's also a great opportunity to remind yourself that you're going through it because you're ready to go through it. Mm. Mm. That's hard to hear sometimes too, but it wouldn't be showing itself unless it was time to change that pattern. Unless your body was ready to eject that energy, right? And sometimes it comes out like projectile vomit. And sometimes it comes out like, I just need to sleep for an extra five hours today. Like it comes out differently. Um, Be gentle with yourself. Know that you don't have to do it alone. You're never alone. You're never alone because spirit is always with you. And you're never alone because you have a community. If you're listening to this, you have a community. So use the community. Like that is another piece of this opening and awakening is like, you don't have to do it alone. And it's okay to cry. And it's okay to feel the pain because it's not going to be there forever. It really isn't. Energy is always moving. It like actually can't be there forever because the energy is always moving. Not saying that there's not stagnant energy. I mean, that's, that's how disease shows up in the body. And yet... We've seen and heard many miracle stories of people moving energy or, you know, praying the disease away or or whatever it is for them, right? Going into a plant medicine journey and coming out healed. It's because there's a belief. It's because energy moves. When energy moves, there's a new possibility that can come in. What was the catalyst for your shifting and awakening? I. Well, we're all born into this world with the knowing, with, with the gifts. Um, I was very clear as a child. I knew that these were gifts. I knew, I mean, from a very young age, I was like, you know, back then it was called the sixth sense, right? It wasn't even called intuition back then. Mm-hmm. So it was like all the books on sixth sense and like Sylvia Brown and watching John Edwards, the crossing over. I mean, it was like my world. I loved it. I loved collecting crystals and rocks. I didn't know at the time why I liked crystals and rocks. I never made that connection till later in life. Um, but I was afraid. I mean, I was, I was seeing spirits. I was hearing things. Um, and as a teenager, I, I prayed. I was like, I know that these are gifts. I'm really afraid of them. I was seeing light and dark. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know how to work with these gifts. And so I was like, take these gifts away. And one day, when, when it's time, 
reawaken me. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I had a series of all kinds of health issues growing up, which of course kept bringing me back to the healer piece and like with my body. I was a dancer and gymnast growing up, massage therapist. I, I've I've known and been with my body the whole time, but really outside of the like dancing back and forth, the big catalyst was melanoma skin cancer, which happened in 2010. And it was a moment where I was, I was dancing and auditioning in the industry. Um, I was showing up at these auditions, not being authentic to me because I was like trying to play all these different roles. I was not enjoying my life. I felt, um, we were going through financial struggles, my husband and I, like, it just was like, there was stuff. And I remember sitting on the couch in the apartment that we were in, in Los Angeles. And I was just writing and I was journaling, like, God, it's got to be different. There's got to be something else. I was starting to like research how to write a book. And like, I knew there was more. And I, I had been, there was this, you know, like constant expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. And then I got the news of melanoma skin cancer. It was very clear. It was very visceral within my being that, okay, I got it. It's time for me to surrender. I've been fighting these gifts. I've been fighting too long. And this is my like, sit your ass down and do something about it. So I said another prayer, like, okay, I surrender. I surrender. Let's get this stuff out of my body. Let's heal me. I'm ready. Bring all my gifts. From that point forward, my teachers, my healers, my you know, community, everything just started coming into place and things started awakening very quickly. So you do something that in my experience is a lot different than anyone else. I mean, I think you're special in all the ways, but uh, channeling famous people like Eleanor Roosevelt, correct? (laughs) Yeah. Did you also channel Mary Magdalene or was that someone else? Okay. So those are the two that I know of. I'm sure there's a handful or many others. Can you explain more of that to me? I've wanted to ask you this question for a fucking year, but I haven't had the ability. So here we are. I'm asking you on the show. Tell me all the things. Um, it's actually, it's, I'm glad you asked me this. I don't really explain this very often. It's not something that I, it's not usually something I, I talk about publicly, but um, as part of my awakening, I remember uh, one of my mentors and a dear friend of Kelly and I, um, Monica, she was like, I was asking questions. I mean, this was like back in the day, like probably 2012, I don't know, 2000, probably before that. But I, I didn't understand yet the concept of automatic writing. And automatic writing is like when, when you're usually channeling your higher self, but a lot of times it, it, other entities and beings can come in. And I remember her saying, go home, ask the question with your journal and see what comes through. And I was like, crickets, like I heard a helicopter go by. So I called her, I'm like, um, I heard a helicopter go by. She was like, no girl. <laughs> start like, over bitch so funny, right like so funny thinking about this memory I can and see so, Monica saying this to you too I love seeing this play out in my head right now okay go I'm like sweating so much right now so I finally literally I mean it, it took a while you know um 
so for those of you who are like, I want to channel or I want to do automatic writing or I want to like visually see something and it's not happening, practice, practice inviting it in. It took me probably like three or four days of consistently asking this question. And then all of a sudden, like the floodgates opened and I was like, I get it. I get it. Like my soul is speaking. Oh my gosh. You know, and it was this like big, beautiful moment. And so as my evolution continued, um, one of the very first people that came through when I was doing automatic writing was Abraham Lincoln. And shortly after was Eleanor Roosevelt. And um, it was really interesting. I mean, I was, I was working a lot in the leadership space at that time. Leadership was my focus. And so they were both coming through and speaking to me about leadership and about leadership styles and how it was and, and where we're going. Like I look back now and I'm like getting like super like choked up about it actually, because what they were bringing through to me back in, I mean, I think, cause I remember I was at a specific event when both of those instances occurred, I think it was in 2013 and it really was like foreshadowing what's occurring now. So I need to go find those journals yeah. and, and like actually read, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not something, it's not like I sat down and was like, Hey, Abe Lincoln, you want to come chat with me? But it, it happened because I was open and I clearly was asking for answers in certain arenas and certain areas of my life. And, and those are the guidances that came through, um, you know, it really just depends. Uh, you know, I did a deep dive with Mary Magdalene just in my own journey and being with her and, and receiving messages and bowing down to her and opening to receive more of her beautiful divinity that really has been like taken out of, of the Christianity that we know now and like her really beautiful, important role in it. And so then she started coming through me and speaking through me in, in my journals and, you know, it, it's really, it's profound. Um, you know, it's like, Kelly, think about it. Like however many years from now, someone sits down and like, you're like, Whoa, I want to channel through them. I'm going to go through them and share all the wisdom that I learned while I was living on planet earth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so it is really cool. Um, it's different because, you know, they were human. So it's not like they're like the highest divine energy coming in. They're coming from their humanness and yet they're also coming from the other side. So there's, there's more soul learning that has occurred and, um, yeah, it's really fun. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no. So this is just so interesting to me. I, I have a couple questions from that. Thank you for yeah. being so transparent. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, When you say that they're not of like the highest soul. So I have you read Journey of Souls? I haven't, but I hear it's fantastic. Okay. Favorite book of all time. Anyways. My context for this comes from that because I don't really know a lot in this space. You definitely are like the expert here. So from my novice experience is like there's different levels of souls. And once you start learning and having experiences and you're like learning the lessons you need to learn, your soul doesn't come back as much. That's my understanding. And so you kind of ascend to these mastery levels. Um, and then you have like your little minions under you that are like the teachers and then the the souls that are like new souls and they're like going back and doing the thing. 
So that's my awareness. So can you explain to me more about what that really means and looks like? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people will say like, well, I don't, you know, I only want to pray to God. Like I don't want to pray to the angels or I don't want to pray to Archangel Michael or, um, you know, other, other deities. Um, (laughs) here's the thing. There, I love just your conversation and all of this is that there really are no rules. And yet there is something to be said about source energy is source energy. Mm-hmm. And when we go into a place where we are connecting with source energy, which actually is generated from within, right? It's like, again, coming back to those cycles, like source energy is us. And then we bring in source energy and it's the cycle within us. Um, you know, it goes to the conversation of like, don't give your power away. To gurus, I know you've had this conversation. We've had this conversation in different places and spaces. And it's the same thing. I don't want to give my power away to Eleanor Roosevelt. I love you, Eleanor. Like, she's so beautiful and loving every time she comes in. But I don't want to, like, start just following her path. Because that's not, that's not source energy. It's, it's Eleanor, but it's not source energy. So same thing, like Archangel Michael is the closest angel to source, like the, the right hand of God, so to speak. And yet it's still, it's still, uh, I don't want to say deviated, but like, it's just, it's just a different angle, mm-hmm. right? And we can gather wisdom from a lot of people. I mean, we can sit in this human form in a women's circle and gather intuitive insight, gather uh, real life insight from someone who shares their story. And we have a reflection and an opening and like, oh my gosh, I had never considered that. And that came through someone else's experience. I mean, all these interviews here, same thing, we're in the human form. So I would just say this for anyone who is like exploring talking to their loved ones who have crossed over, you know, talking to archangels, talking to God, there, there are variances of energies. And it really is just simply because it's like different levels of school. Mm -hmm. Exactly what you said, Kelly, there's, there's different levels of souls. Like you take, take Jesus. We're talking a lot about religious, (laughs) religious experiences here, but like, let's take Jesus for a moment. Like Jesus came in at a very high ascended level to be able to like be humble and be peaceful and love all beings. I mean, really came as an example to us all Buddha, right? They came in and they embodied in these different energies that are, that were at the higher frequency. I say this all the time. This is one of those things that I knew very young, like as a little girl, I was like, why do we say this? Why do we say this prayer? Like in the Lord's prayer, it says, um, thy will be done on heaven as it, or will, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's literally what's happening right now. We are bringing heaven to earth. That is the new earth. That's the new earth. And it feels painful and uncomfortable (laughs) and dark because. Say that again. And it feels painful and dark and uncomfortable as that's happening because. Because we're not all yet at that high light frequency. 
which goes back to being willing to sit and be silent, which goes back to being willing to let go of our grip on the struggle and actually see that we can be free. We have been told we are not free for so long. We've been taught that. And it's so deep in our subconscious and it's so deep in our ancestry. So now is the time to ask questions. Now is the time to not know and actually be okay with not knowing the answer. Like I'm sharing what I'm sharing based on my truth. Mm -hmm. It may not be someone else's truth sitting, you know, listening on the other end of this. They may be pissed off at me or they might be saying, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for someone to say this. And like, I feel so validated. I know I've been there. I've been on both sides. Like no fucking way is that possible. Oh, that's definitely totally true. Right. Again, coming back to truth. It's all cyclical. And the more that we can release attachment and say, okay, cool. Abe Lincoln and Eleanor are coming to talk to me. Let me receive what feels really good. Ooh, I don't know if I like what they said there. Do I want to discover that or do I want to bypass it? I get to decide. I have free will. Just don't give your power away to the energies and the souls that are coming from different levels and different spaces from the other side. So something I've also been asking a lot on the show and within our sisterhood and our friends is I believe that everyone has these abilities. It's just a matter of if you've like tapped into them, are aware of them, utilize them, all of that. But what it feels like is that channeling is a cool new trend. And because spirituality is a bajillion dollar business now, mm-hmm. there feels like a lot of dark manipulation happening in it. And it's like, well, and I'm not using you as an example. I'm with you. But like I channel Mary Magdalene and Eleanor Roosevelt and I channel the tall grays and I channel the Pleiadians and I blah, blah, blah. And I'm not here to say that anyone is wrong or lying. My mm-hmm. question is how do we utilize our own discernment to know what is and is not for us without projecting and judging people for whatever experience they're having? Yeah, this is a really good question. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) This is so good, Kelly. It's so good. Um, So I'm going to come back to the, to the, to the conversation around practicing being with your intuition and like really being in communion with your intuition, the more that you're with your intuition, I mean, it's with us always, hello, but we just forget sometimes. And so, you know, in my teachings and in my work and community, that's, that's one of my big things that I love to do is actually teach people how to be with their intuition and continue to welcome that intuition in. So that is step number one is, is understanding that because when you're with your intuition and know the cues in your physical body, like where is the yes, where is the no, where is the I'm triggered, where is the curious, you start to understand where these cues are in your body. And so then comes the discernment and inside of the discernment, it's like, okay, do I feel like what this person is sharing is real? There's a lot of stuff being made up right now. There's also a lot of stuff that's real that people think are being made up. It's actually like 
well, again, going back to the conversation Correct. reel, who knows, right? Yeah. Who knows? But <laughs> super funny. Um, <laughs> so this is one of those moments. It's like, just sit down, shut up and listen. And in the listening, you will discover what your real is and what your truth is. There are people who I used to listen to that I'm like, Ooh, that is not anywhere in my resonance and in my being anymore. No, thank you. There are people, you know, channeling the Palladians, beautiful energies. And if I'm feeling tense in my body in any way, when I listen to someone channel, it's not for me. It's not truth to me. Now, I might feel triggered by the conversation and want to ask myself some deeper, deeper questions. But if I'm feeling like fear energy, it's not for me. So you get to decide what that discernment is for you. And unfortunately, not everybody is holding integrity. And my, I wanted to say my belief, spirit is saying you're knowing. You're knowing, my knowing knows that there will come a, there will come a time where not being integrous, like can't exist. Like that's what we're seeing crumble. Is literally all I think about. Yeah. So until then, that that's part of our play is to be in discovery around who who and what feels good in your space. And it's also a check-in for yourself. How integrous are you being in your own life? Because if someone's integrity or feeling of integrity is triggering you, it's a mirror. It's a mirror to say, oh, how did I arrive in this space where someone, it feels like someone's not being integrous? Hmm, let me shine that flashlight on myself. Where am I not being in alignment with my own self? And so again, as those curtains continue to pull back, as you continue to come into deeper alignment, deeper truth, more expansive sovereignty, less and less of that discernment energy will even come into your space. You won't have to discern as much because it just, there won't be any capacity in your own field for it. Yeah. It's like, uh, you bring that shit in when you're open to shit and when you're not open to shit, the shit doesn't come in. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I just don't attract stuff like that. People always ask me how I deal with, you know, people being rude or saying mean things to me or whatever. in like my community on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't actually have that experience. Like, I have some random old followers from my TV life who are mad at me about talking about my sexual assault publicly. Aside from that, I don't, I don't receive messages like that. And mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, hey, look at me. But I just don't create that energy. And so I don't feel like I call those types of people. And it's just if people don't like my shit, they just either unfollow me or they just don't feel the need to say anything. Yeah. Think about this, Kelly. You had you shared your story so many times, right? Like you you followed the rules, you did the thing, you, you shut up and be quiet, you know, be quiet and all the things. And you made a powerful decision that you were no longer going to do that. 
And in no longer doing that, you stood up in your sovereignty. And when we stand up in our sovereignty, there is no space. Mm. There's no space. Like, even if you didn't consciously say, which by the way, I would invite people to consciously like create an energy grid around themselves when they go onto social media and to create energy fields when they go out into public so that you can be in the most beautiful beaming energy. But when you decide, it doesn't matter whether you consciously say it out loud or not, or you consciously like put it out there or not. You made a decision to say, I am sovereign. I am whole. I am going to own my power, my voice, my pleasure. And inside of that, like there's, there's no space. You're, you're resonating at a frequency that nobody can actually, like those, those types of energies can't even see. Mm -hmm. They can't, they can't even comprehend it. So that's a perfect example of like, what does sovereignty look like and feel like? That is a perfect story. I love you so much. I love you so much too. Can I just say, I was like, I'm not going to cry with Elise. Best of luck to you. I've already told you this, but I want to say it again to you because you and I haven't had that many conversations like one-on-one we've talked in our group and that's been beautiful, but we haven't had a lot of this and the conversations that we have had one-on-one has, was during like the worst year of my life, the most difficult. And you showed up so amazingly without even really knowing me. And you were, you have been there and you have offered yourself. And even if I didn't respond, you continued to offer yourself and you kept me on your heart and on your mind and so selflessly. And I felt that even when I wasn't in conversation with you in human form, I felt you and I knew you were there. And that kind of support is unlike anything I've ever had. I told you this the other day, like the things that I learned about receiving with our friends, you included, changed my life. It changed me as a woman. And I just want to thank you again because there are no words that can describe how grateful I am for you and and all of our girls. I just, I wish this for everyone, that everyone can feel this kind of unconditional love and support without needing anything in return. And just knowing that people have your back no matter what, and that you are so loved and held and seen, so deeply seen. So thank you for being the person that you are and doing your work and holding space the way you do and impacting people because I know I'm better because of you. And I just love your heart and I feel it. So I just wanted to thank you. Ellie, thank you so much. I receive that. I love you. I love you so deeply. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you would like even more exclusive content, conversations with me, the ability to connect with women in a really sacred space to continue to challenge yourself, to create space for yourself and come back home to your truth and your knowing, I would love 
love, love to have you inside the Onyx, the incredible space that I created for women like you who want more and who are ready to lean in to all of it. You can go to patreon.com slash the Kelly show. The link is in the show notes and I cannot wait to see you in there and hold that space for your growth. See you soon.